Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, welcome to another week, another episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast. You could have chose to spend your time anywhere. You rock with me today. Thank you. I never take that lightly. Before we get into it, let my beat drop. Yes, yes, that's right. Welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Medicine Ball Podcast, where we focus on giving your brain a six-pack by exercising your mind. Now, exercising your mind means that you actively think about and deal with all situations by first seeking to do anything other than what you are normally programmed and or comfortable in doing. Now, if you're someone who struggles and wants to get better at thinking about things beforehand, as opposed to reacting in ways that require less effort, well, just like anything you want to get better at, it does require training, practice, and work. Now, I'm well aware that thinking about things beforehand as opposed to responding off instinct does require effort. And who doesn't prefer things that are easy? Well, the first step, my friends, can be very easy, and that's to begin to look at all things from an unbiased point of view, which in itself will increase your curiosity in life. Now, exercising your mind won't give you all the answers. You will, however, begin to look at things with more peace, understanding, and patience, while simultaneously equipping yourself with more tools and strategies to help you effectively deal with this thing called life. Now, before we go any further, I'm no doctor, no psychiatrist, no psychologist. I have, however, been diagnosed with bipolar disorder level one for 16 years. And to be honest, I got to a point in my life where I was looking at the person I was becoming versus the person I wanted to be. And that, among other things, required me to look at my mental health responsibly. So whether or not you're diagnosed or know someone who's diagnosed or have symptoms or just want to know more about it, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're one of the many people who could just use some tips, tricks, and different ideas to help you get through day-to-day life. Pull up a seat, kick up your feet. This is your family, man. Welcome home, no judgment zone. This week's episode, episode 515, Bro Talk 2, with my bro, Tenacious Walker. Let's get into it. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Medicine Ball Podcast, episode 515. Now, I haven't named this episode yet, but as I've been promising y'all, uh, you know, me just constantly trying to bring dope men who are in a positive light and doing things for their community, I promised y'all I would bring on my big bro, uh, Tenacious Eve Walker, um, who I do have with me on this episode. So uh, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff, but I'm going to get right into it. I'm really excited to talk to this brother. He has a lot of good stuff going on, and let's get into it. Veve, you there, bro? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's happening? Man, nothing much, man. It is a pleasure. I appreciate your time, and you just take it, you know what I mean, the opportunity to come out and you know, uh, do this podcast. I know you're a very busy individual. You got a lot of strong stuff going, man. And it's all love, man. You, like I tell these folks, you're my big bro for real. And I just wanted to highlight you, man. So welcome to the show, man. Man, thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me tonight, man, because, you know, you could have chosen anyone else, man. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And so um, let's, let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, the first thing now, uh, like I let everybody know, uh, this is uh, my fraternity, brother. And I, I, I be telling people whenever you hear me say frat, brother, that's for them. You know what I'm saying? This is really like my bro. It's no nothing. This man. And I really do mean that. It's not too much. This man can't call me for, you know, we in a positive light, but we done been through some stuff, man. I think I briefly told the uh, story about us having to drag this grill through the town at like 3 a.m. in the morning and park it at a bank in this country town. So I done told a lot of story. Vey, do you remember that? 
I do remember. I actually wasn't there though. Um, oh, okay, okay. I'm trying to see if you was even there on that one, bro. But like, I wasn't. I was at work, man. So I missed it. I missed that. Um, I missed that part. Bro, we was hanging out the back of the Jeep because, you know, I had the Jeep, but I didn't have no hitch. So I guess these folks thought I had a hitch, bro. So they was just like, yo, the the grill was still burning darn near, bro. I I ain't even going to lie to you. And I realized when we went to go pick up the grill from the park, we ain't had no hitch, bro. We had to take that joint to that bank downtown. I don't know how the cops didn't run up on us, bro. We had to park that joint in front of the bank. It was still smoking and everything, man. But... A lot of stuff I, I've gone through with this, man. Some stuff I can't even speak on. But, uh, Bay, I want to just talk about some of the things that you're doing now. Uh, and then we could kind of backtrack from there and talk about, you know, the things that you have gone through, man. So what are some of the things that you're doing now with your businesses, bro? Okay, I'll start with my business, man. My first business I'm going to speak on, man, is um, ACGC. Um, a change is going to come. Uh, we focus on several different entities. Um, DUI. Uh, which is our risk reduction program. Um, also defensive driving, uh, which is um, driving improvement, but not the driving of the cars, but more so like insurance reduction, right, um, right. reinstatement of the license and, and things of that sort. And then we do theft prevention. We do anger management. We're about to start doing family violence um, and all, just all other court ordered services. So let me just start here, man, because like I, I, I I ain't going to say you was a hothead at all, but just you wasn't going to play no games, bro. You feel me? Like, you was one of the bros, and it wasn't even, like, you wasn't loud with it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you wasn't so loud. When it it got serious, you would get serious. And so, like, what has happened kind of that has transformed you into being, like, bro, you a community, like, advocate bro you do so much for the community even with the you know the family uh violence prevention and what what kind of happened to get you there bro um life man um a lot of different things that i've seen um i have a lot of cousins too man more like brothers and sisters um that's kind of like our mo for the most part um we like to have fun we laugh we talk we joke around um but you know the 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 alternative to that, I guess you could say, is we ain't really going to do a whole lot of plan when it comes down to handling business. So we ain't going to let nobody run over us or our home or anything that we we standing for. You know what I mean? So, like, I right. think that's what you're referring to. So if I needed to handle a situation, then I'm more than equipped to do so. You know, but um, also in the process, I started learning that a lot of battles that I was involving myself in, I didn't necessarily have to involve myself in. And that's what I'm trying to mm. do. I actually have a, um, a lot of stuff going on in my community that I got, I got to, I need to um, try to be a part of the solution. Um, I really been trying to keep myself away from it, not because I'm being selfish, but I have so many different irons in the fire and I've just been trying to get all of my ducks in the row before I, you know, just make myself available. But um, due to the fact that so much violence has been happening in my community, I think it's going to kind of pushed me out there a little sooner than I had anticipated. Uh, And and from what I saw, you know what I mean? Because I remember the first thing I started seeing you do was coaching. Am I wrong or am I right about that? No, no, no. You're you're definitely right. Um, I started coaching track and I coached with basketball, man. Um, That was, yeah, over there at West Georgia. Yeah, that's what I started doing uh, way back then. And um, also working at a group home also. Um, I was doing it also really early, 2001 actually. And so I think that was a little bit before the coaching. 
and a lot of that stuff kind of shifted me right into uh, what I do now. You know, because of um, you know, I think all children. I ain't say all children. Most children think they have it the worst. Think life is hard or whatever the case may be. But when I start working at those residential facilities and I started seeing meeting children that really had a hard life for real, it opened my eyes to a whole bunch of stuff and then it made me want to to become a counselor. And, and, and that's why the reason I asked that is because, you know, you said that you had got pushed out there kind of earlier than you initially thought or wanted to. But for, for me, just being a spectator, I, I kind of feel like darn near right after within a year of us you know getting into the organization that i saw you start do, making moves like that and i even saw you like mature more um now i will throw this i almost speak too much about it but i know you got a, a, a lovely daughter bro and, and i feel like do you think that that kind of helped shifted you and again i'm not painting this man as a menace but like he kind of told you like they just wasn't playing bro y'all ever been around those people where you know you just like not gonna do too much jokey jokey silly stuff with and they i don't even think it's a threatening thing it's just a way that you carry yourself but i even saw you mature more with that do you think that your daughter helped that or just being in those group homes early and the coaching helped that because bro you gotta realize and i know you humble with it but you doing a lot, bro. You don't really like started hitting home runs, bro. Do you think that any of that might have helped it or? Yeah, for sure. But I think, well, no, you know what? Actually, I think that that was a very big part of it because um, she was born in 2011. Okay. Okay. And okay. Uh, at that time, I only had a bachelor's degree. And it's something clicked. I like I can't, I got to make some money. I got to make some moves. Um, I want my legacy to be a certain way. Um, so I had to turn it up a notch. Right. Um, I was always um, wanting and wishing, but I really wasn't working for real, if that makes sense to you. Dang. That man said he was wanting and wishing, but he wasn't working. And, um, you know, just to piggyback on that, I, I think, and it took me a while to kind of grasp that a lot of people fall in love with the dream, but they don't fall in love with the work. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? They, they, they think like, for instance, with me, when it came to music produ production, when I first looked at it, Oh yeah, I wanted to be a music produ producer, but bruh, did I want to go study the piano? Did I want to stop going to the club so I could actually learn my craft? Did I want to start holding my sessions a certain way? You, you feel what I'm saying? So it's, it's that 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 growing and that working part. So you said that you had to put in that work. Um, so let me just, you know, just building up more on that. I know you send me scriptures sometimes. And mm -hmm. I think it's very important that my uh, listeners understand that, like, I don't got it figured out. I have people that I still reach out to and the people that I really still, you know, vibe and listen to. I didn't never hear you speak on it a whole bunch when we was younger, but I can really see that kind of taking form as well. Do you think that something clicked with that or has that always been in you, the spiritual aspect? So, yes, it's definitely always been into me, but it grew, man, um, for a lot of reasons. Actually, D was the first person that actually ever made me pray out loud, man. D and Blue, man, when they were, um, you know, they were, you know, together. And right, we went right. to this part. I never forget it. And, uh, <laughs> They they prayed out loud and I was like a little embarrassed. I was like, man, I want to pray out loud. But um, my dad is a deacon and my mom has been on the motherboard like forever. You know what I mean? So I grew up in that type of background. So I always been around it, but I just never really just took 
took the lead per se. Um, but the second time I ever had remember praying out loud, man, what just got me there was um, my daughter was born. Mm. Um, they said that the um, that her heart was on the wrong side, and then um, they also said that um, her head was in the 99th percentile. Right, wow. and so basically they were trying to say that um, she would be Down syndrome, basically, and then they were saying that uh, she would have to go to a heart specialist. And so, like, that was very frightening. So the first thing I did was call my mama. And I said, hey, mama, like, uh, I need uh, need you to pray. Pray for, um, pray for my daughter. Right. And she was like, I will. She said, but he'll hear you too. Mm. So mm. I prayed, man. I prayed out loud. There was no more being shamed. There was no more being nervous. I prayed to the best of my ability. And um, they came back and they said that um, after she went to the heart specialist or whatnot, that um, everything was okay. Man, her heart was where it was supposed to be and her head was just like her dad. You know what I'm saying? She's in gifted classes, man. She's doing amazing. She's a true. Mm, amen. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Blessing, man. Blessing. And so, um, and just the people who, like, basically what you were saying, the people who I surround myself around, man, like, we, we know that we didn't get this far alone. You know Correct. I mean? because, um, Correct. As the old people, I was knocking on the doors, man, trying to break down the doors, the chain game. You know what I mean? That's what we call it in the country. Um, you know, my past ain't, ain't pretty. You know, I don't try to act like it's perfect. And I also right, right, try to say I was a gangster. I was this, that, and the third. Because I was. I had both parents, good parents, real good home lifestyle. But, you know what I mean? I made some choices that wasn't always um, fitting you know what I mean? Right. I, I kind of had to, you know, find my way. You know what I mean? And I took, the, I took as the boy that read the son said, I took the harder way. But I took yeah. it because I wanted to, not because I had to. Yeah, and and and, and let's kind of uh, speak on that because I think that's a good point, man. Because you just said a mouthful there. So the first thing I want to kind of go backwards when you said that, uh, and I had to realize this as well when it came to looking at the people are hanging around. When you said like. You know, you were portraying yourself as gangster and whatnot, but you weren't because you have both parents. Um, can you can you like how do you get there? You know what I mean? It's a mental health podcast. There's a lot of people who, you know, I try to give them an example. I don't think I'm better than nobody, but I just try to give people an alternate way. You feel what I'm saying? How do you get into that mindset to where you realize like, well, you gotta just be real with yourself? Cause I had to do that myself a couple of times. Like, bro. You're not really no gangster from no hood or nothing. So quit trying to do that. How do you yeah. get to that point? And then I'm going to follow up with some things about spirituality, but I wanted to give you a chance to kind of answer that. Well, man, like I said, I got a lot of cousins like brothers, man. And they always just tell me, man, to be me, man, be myself. But, you know, it's kind of hard when you don't really know um, who you are. And so I had to kind of find my way um, and figure out who I was. So it was trial and error. And, you know, somebody came later on in life, but I kept trying to figure out what it is. And so that's why I tell people, man, try a lot of different stuff, man. Try different sports, yeah. read different books, hang with different crowds of people. Uh, in high school, I was voted most fun to be around. But one of the reasons why, because I hung with different groups. Right, right. I'm glad I did because like that one group that was that's you know, doing their thing, well, I hung with all of them, but some of them just really doing their thing, like, you know, I can, I can call on them, and it, it don't feel... Like, hey, like I'm borrowing money or I'm trying to use them and them because I always have stayed connected with different different groups. So, you know, it, it's, it's okay. 
Um, so that's that's pretty much um, what I have you know, as far as that is concerned. And, and, and I just want to, uh, I think that's uh, something that I can, I can pick out and just the people that I kind of associate with myself, myself with, for the most part, they're very adaptable. They're very charismatic. They can go into any group of people, whether it be the white business board, whether it be some cops, whether it be over in the hood, and they can still have some type of conversation and be uh, relatable to them. So I think that that's a very important thing because eventually I'm going to get to the fraternity, but I want to ask one more thing about the spiritual growth, because a lot of the things it was D as well who made me double down and kind of like get back into the spirituality. Like, I think I don't read through the Bible and like every single, like at least seven different versions. Uh-huh. But um, how did you cultivate that desire for that? So yeah. I know you said when you prayed for your daughter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but That was a, my initial thing, but it was more than that, man. Just think about life in general. Then um, there's a guy, he's an actual one. My day one for real. And what I mean by that, his name is Jay Hollow, man. Actually, I was born July 6th, 1980. And he was born July 7th, 1980. So we was in the same house. And like he sent me those verses every morning, actually. And I sent them out to other people. We actually, I called him and spoke to him about it this morning. I've been going through a lot of trials and tribulations, right? Right, right. A couple of weeks. It's been crazy what I've been going through. And um, I called him today just to tell me all the negative. And I told him all the negative because. There was so many positives that came immediately right behind it. And I was like, man, these these scriptures that you send me every morning has really, 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 really helped me. And then also that's part of my self-care. I, I teach classes. I tell them, typically he sent them to me by daybreak in the morning. You know, so right. before, I, before I hit the road, a lot of times I'm already reading one of these Bible verses. I read it out loud. And it just make my day great. Okay. Now, I try to send it to other people early. Well, everybody don't get up that early, so I try to be respectful of people's time. But the people who I know get up, I try to send it to them when I get it. And then on uh, my other, my little brother, on um, Big Gang, he's on, uh, he's on, uh, well, he's a rap, but you know what I mean? He's a professional grown man. But you know, he called me Big Bro. And um, I called him Little Bro, man. And he sent me different stuff as well. So I send that out too. And then my cousin, like different people send stuff. Sometimes I come up with my own stuff and we just go back and forth, man, and just try to lift each other up, man. And, it's just good because a lot of times as black men, we don't really have those outlets. You mm-hmm. know, we don't have anyone to turn to. And all we can think about is what's going wrong, you know. And right, right, and right. If you don't be careful, that stuff will start to wear on you as if it's your own situation. Correct. And so uh, <laughs> Correct. I just try to I try to beat the devil, basically. So for the, the people that's in my circle, I just try to beat the devil. I'm not trying to pro- profess as a minister or Right, me neither. Religious person in the world, but I just want to try to uplift my people, man. And when I say my people, just anybody who I'm affiliated with. Sometimes it's my clients. It don't matter. And I just want to give you something positive so that way when, when that negative comes, you're armored. You're ready. You're protected. You know, that's 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 the that's the reasoning that I, I send them out. You know, and I'm hoping that you know the people that, that receive them, they receive it in that manner. You know, I'm not pro- proclaiming to be perfect. I'm not saying that I got it all together. I simply just want people to be a little bit better that come in my life opposed to being worse. And I, I feel like you got two types of people in the world. You got the people that either help you or the people that hurt you. And I want to be a person that's going to help you. And that's a hard pill to swallow right there because I don't like to get too much into duality and, and, and this or that. But when it comes to that, it is. It's either they helping you or you are they hurting you. And sometimes the way that they hurt you is not as apparent. 
You see what I'm saying? It could just be the activities that they got you involved in, the stuff that they telling you to watch, the stuff that they, you see what I'm saying? So I think that's very important. And I also want my listeners to see like successful people or people who most people deem as successful have certain things that they do in certain ways that they speak that come off a certain way. This man, I ain't talked to this man, nothing about the preaching and all of that, but it's like, I always say that to my listeners. I'm like, yo, I ain't trying to be a preacher and I'm definitely not no better than nobody. I'm a work in progress, but you know, the scripture tells you that man, your tongue can lift up or it can destroy. You feel me? And it's simple as that. You know what I mean? So, um, they, um, at the end, at the latter end, because I ain't gonna keep you too much longer, I'm gonna have you go into some things that you do on a routine that are good for like self care and awareness. Uh, and I want to give some tips to my listener, but I want to ask real quick. So, with your background, the fraternity, how how did you? What's your story on how you were drawn just to an organization in general? Man, mine is different, man. Like this is gonna sound crazy. I actually anybody who know me know me probably would say they would have been cute. And that's what I, that's the right. first fraternity that I ever knew about. And that's what I was drawn to, seriously. Right. But then I had an older cousin with the Alabama State. He was an alpha. So I went over there, man, and I was like, man, they, they crunk over here. So right, I, right. Be like, I want to um, kind of, I, I, I considered to be an alpha just because of how I like how they were moved over there at his school. Yeah. But what happened with me with, um, with our fraternity, the Five Minutes Sigma Fraternity Incorporated, was when I went to West Georgia back in 97 to visit my cousin and see them do that thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, like this is what's up. But I still wasn't sure. I ain't gonna lie. I still was like, I don't know. know." You know what I'm saying? But I hung around and man, they were showing me mad love. It was like, you know, it was tears and something. So, you know, I'm already, then I was clicking with MC. Right, right. Everybody, I was like, man, these guys cool, man. But I still wasn't sure. And so um, I used to hang with Bruns up under the tree before he became a seat. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, okay. all right. So then I, I got, <laughs> I went to a, a meeting greet and we was about to start a process, but we started hanging first. It was like six, five or six guys. I don't know if you knew this, but I was hanging out with some football players. I remember one. I ain't gonna drop no names, but I remember one who had switched over. So I do remember yeah. this. Thing. It didn't go yeah. through. It didn't go through. Yeah. I was like, man, that's crazy. So I was like, man, I kind of had gave up on it. I went to a gathering, man. Uh, I forget where it was, but D, where D had a little situation with the guy at that time when, you know, with all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we was over there, man. Bronze and um, his LB Curry, they came out and I heard the soul song, man. And was like, it my crib, bro? No, 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 no. This was actually the is it the uh, art center or something like that? Where, where they Townsend, Townsend. Yeah, 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 Townsend. Yeah. So okay, they okay. Right. And they came out, man, and I was like, man, Barnes didn't tell me. But when I heard the soul song, it was like being at church, man. Something just went down my body. Like, oh, <laughs> boy, I gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to do it, but anyway, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was on the yard. I seen Ted. I had on a red. Scarface shirt. My brother just had a hoodie on the other day. It's crazy. And then I had on some white dicky shorts and some red and white Air Force One. And I said, hey, Tiz, man. I said, I think I want to be a Sigma, bro. And he said, man, look, man, go change clothes, man. Then come back and holler. I went and, <laughs> and change clothes, man, because he knew if when I changed clothes, I was for real. He said, oh, you for real? Like, yeah, man, for real. And so 
Bro, man, it was so many other things I can't even really say on air, but yeah, dude, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. Came through for me one time, real big, man. Like before everything, you know what I mean. So after that, it was just like, yeah, like they were like fam for real, you know what I'm saying. So, um, you know, me and Quill had click. We had a lot of stories we used to share back and forth. You know what I mean? Just growing up, all that kind of stuff. So it was like it was mad love, man. So I don't have any regrets, man. It's been it's been amazing, man. Like that's the best fraternity. Ever, you know what I mean? Man, and it's dope because I, I feel like our our line was just full of unique folks, bro. Like all of us was like unique in our own way. We wasn't just like tradition from what I saw. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Because we had the white guy, we had the already popular dude. You yeah. knew so many people, bro. It was so without going into too many details. It was so many yeah. times we had walked into a little class and uh they'd be like, Oh babe, what up? What up? Then they'd be like, Oh, you you wanted to do this? Yeah, yeah go ahead and go in. I was like, Man, this dude know everybody, bro. Yeah. I was like, this dude already know everybody, man. So I think that's really dope, man. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm old head too, man. You like, I was like a couple years old. I know you born '84, D and K yeah. born '83. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, that was a really, uh, and I don't trade it for nothing, man, because. Um, you know, without going into too much, our experience, bro, we was really like one of the last at that school for sure. Where we was really like staying with each other and all that good stuff, man. So um, I wouldn't trade it for nothing. And, and it's all love, man. I'm, I'm very glad I got to get y'all boys in my life, man. And it's forever, man. Um, Vey, it's been about 20 minutes, man. Listen, I just want to spend this last little time kind of talking about some things that you can give to enlighten people or to help them either be more aware as they go through the day or maneuver throughout the day. Uh, like, for instance, one thing you said in this, is in the morning, you like to, you know, send that out or your people send you those scriptures, which kind of tells me that you spend a little, at least a moment of the morning giving thanks and trying to get your mind clear before you jump into, you know what I mean, the social media and the business. So if you don't mind, man, if you could just give us a couple of things, we could chat up real quick about what we could do to help uh, help people as they go throughout the day, offer your services, bro, and we'll definitely get you back, man. Okay, well, one of the things is definitely what you said is to start off, not one of them, the thing to start off with is giving God some of your time. Right. right, because how can you love anybody if you don't love God? Right, I mean, and then next, immediately after God, you definitely got to love yourself. And what does that look like? You know, making sure that you're in good mental space, making sure you're good emotional space, uh, right. making sure that you're good financially, physically, um, and all of those things. And so, what I'm saying is this: um, excuse me. What I do um, today, what I did, man, I had a stressful day. Um, I went and got a massage today. Um, matter of fact, I think it was somewhere around either before you called or after you called, I went and got a massage. I knew that was on my thing. Yesterday, I went and got a manicure and a right. pedicure. And I used right. to get the towel around everything, the, all that warm stuff to just kind of like have a little tingly feeling, feeling in your body. Uh, I Sometimes I would get a facial. I'm thinking about calling my, my girl up from uh, Macon and we'll get a facial tomorrow, man. Call Jazz down and make it up and see where she got going. Bookmark it real quick. I don't want you to forget what you were about to say, but I want you to explain to people because as a man, it took me a minute to realize that like taking care of yourself, bro, is a sign of good mental health. You feel what I'm saying? No doubt, but, like no let people know why why you do this stuff, bro. Is it like well, not, well, not just for go ahead? Well, sometimes man, people will think you're acting funny. I seen one of my little cousins, he made a long post the other day. It was like, man, it was dead on. But you know, sometimes you don't want to do too much. 
you ain't trying to get on nobody's stuff for clout, whatever. But I get it, man. Sometimes, I mean, I may have to block some people. I may just have to just. I do too, bro. And it ain't whatever nothing personal. For yourself, because mental health is real. And a lot of times, you, you'll feel as if you're going crazy. But all it is is normal. But you just got to do whatever it takes for you to be the best version of yourself, man. And like, a lot of times, what I learned about myself is I take a lot of other people's stuff in and make it my own, and I shouldn't. Expound upon that, bro. Expound upon that, because I know what you're saying, but they, okay, they so may let's not. Just say, um, person A is going through a lot of stuff. Let's just say right. they rent. They, right. they going through relationship issues, whatever. And right. all the stuff that they got going on, it, it, I got a heart. So I'm like, oh, man, what I can do to help this person? And I want to help them, but shoot, man, I got my own stuff going on. Now I got your stuff right. going on and my stuff going on, and I'm no good for me or you. You know, and so um, I just had to learn that, man, and, and not feel any kind of way. Like, I can't help everybody all the time. I do what I can, and I, if I can't, I can't. You know what I'm saying? And and people, as long as I'm good with me, that's all that matters. Like a lot of times I used to try to, I think I tried to prove something to people. Or I was trying to be everybody hero, I think. And when I learned something. They're going to, people are going to say what they're going to say regardless. So whatever comes with the back, whatever kind of backlash I may get, I'm a, I'm fine with it now. I'm not really worried about it, but I used to try to be a people pleaser, and you can't you can't do that. So let me just and I'm because you saying so much good stuff, bro, and it's loaded. But I know you were thinking, I know you've worked through it, but I'll be trying to explain it to people. Like there are people who think like this, you just not aware of it because you're not thinking like this. So look, even when you're talking about people pleaser and taking stuff on by yourself, because I don't think people understand that, man. It's almost like load management. I explain it to people that I'm coaching like this. Bro, if you are going out and you're trying to help people, but you at 80%, you're really doing them a disservice. So you got to make sure that you doing what you need to do to make sure that you're operating at an optimal level so that you can really help these people. Because if you have assets, you might end up hurting them. And so people don't understand that. But I think a lot of it goes with what you said earlier. A lot of people don't even really know themselves. So what can people do to start to, 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 because I think that that might be root cause. What do you think people can do to start to get to know themselves so that they can understand this stuff? Well, it's it's, it's multiple things. I would say... Uh, self-assessment, but sometimes you may not be capable of doing that or you may not be as skilled in doing so. Right. Right. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how skilled I was at first, so I had to um, what up, Jay? I'm on here with Trey right now. Um, I had to um, get therapy, man. I had to start going to a counselor. I had to um, go to a professional um, just so I would know that everything's all right with me. Uh, because I wasn't sure if I was nutting up, going crazy. You know, I'm thinking like the worst of the worst. You feel me? I ain't gonna lie to you. Because I didn't know how to process all this stuff, man. I I, didn't, I don't know if I I may have had a skill set, but I needed somebody to kind of push me in the right direction to break it down and to understand. And so that's why I'm, I feel so comfortable in everything that I'm saying because of. Going out, and the, the lady who I started out with going to therapy with, her name is Dr. Edith Fresh. She's really good. She's in Atlanta. And so, um, you know, find you a good therapist, man. I definitely believe in it. And then, like I say, like now, like Jay just put on here, accountability. I've been more accountable yeah. for my stuff, man. You know what I mean? So, like, I just know. And, like, I know what I'm out of pocket there. Like, the people who are around me, I have a real good support cast of family and friends that that they, they ain't gonna just let me get away with anything, you know what I mean? Exactly, so like, okay. and I be telling people that. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm very appreciative. I don't have yes men, and I don't have a leader. We all, we everybody, even Steve, you know what I'm saying? So anybody who around me can kind of tell me something, and I'm willing to listen. Now, that's something I haven't always been able to accept, but now I'm learning, like, man, you know, the people around you, you trust them, you love them, you need to let, be able to adhere to some of the things that they're giving you, because if not, man, you're going to be um, a lost cause. So, yeah, you're going to be a know-it-all if nobody can, because I always tell people that like when you're not willing to listen to other people, what you're really saying is that you already got it all figured out. And yeah. when you feel like you got it all figured out, there's no room for, room for growth. You're not going to be able to grow. And I think that accountability thing is really, really important. And I want to piggyback on the therapy because, man, when I first got my diagnosis, bro, I just kept going to therapists until I found one that allowed me to talk and open up to them. And I think that that does wonders for people that does wonders for people man and i'll tell you something too i'm not making a, not making a racial thing but as black it is i already know where you're going with it go ahead and say it say as it, black say men, it as black men one more time as black men there's nothing wrong with going to therapy you At know all. there's nothing wrong with um i mean i talk about like i'm getting a piece of candy or i'm going to a fancy restaurant because i feel like it helped me evolve to the man that I'm, I am at this very moment and who I'm going to be, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm able to receive so much different information from people around me. I'm able to process a lot better and I make so much better decisions. And I get told all the time, you know, um, just positive things and people who really know me, like you know me and that they can see the growth. Hey, bro, this is who I am. Like, it ain't fake, bro. Like, this is me. And I still yeah. have my moments at times that I might I might be disappointed in my myself or certain things. But I also know how far I have came, bro. Right. I've came the wrong ways. And I just feel like if I've done it, somebody else can do it too. You know what I'm saying? In my decision making. You know what I mean? It's like straight up. And so, bro, and I got kind of chills when you said that. And I think the thing that we all got to realize is that like, and I hate to say it, bro, because a lot of us have a lazy mindset deep down. Bro, if you want to accomplish anything, it got to take work. And when it comes to self-care and knowing yourself, if you're not willing to put in work on yourself, you a lost cause, bro. Good luck. Good oh, yeah. luck. If you're not even willing to put in the time to try to get yourself better or like, because that's what the definition of Mamba mentality is, bro. Trying to be the best version of yourself every day. Yeah. And what I think people need to understand is it ain't no real shortcuts, bro. Unfortunately, if you want to be somebody who's able to think through things and have people come up to you and be like, yo, you change, you can't fake that. You got to put in the work and do it. Like even you, bro, it ain't no faking with what you got going on. You put in the hard work, blood, sweat, tears, and failures to get to this point. And I think that a lot of times it's easy for us to overlook that because we don't always highlight our downs. We always highlight our successes, bro. So I think that's very important. Vey, what, what what you want to give to the people, man? I, I told you I wasn't going to keep you too long. We're going to definitely have you back with a video version. I oh, want yeah. you to leave them with whatever you want, bro, whether it be your uh, your tag, your um your information or whatever, or, or just some uplifting words. I want to uh, let you drop that right now, and then we'll wrap them up. All right, man. I'm just going to say this, man. There is no shortcuts in life. We we gonna ignore the elevator, man. We taking the stairs, man. We're gonna make sure we get up straight up. You know what I mean, that's all I can tell you, man, because my mom, she just checked in, man, and she's always telling me, Trey, um, there is no right way to do wrong. You feel me? So a lot of 
Sometimes we want to we want to try to do the um the wrong stuff or the stuff that may not make sense as far as a, it could be illegal or it could just be cheating the system or it could be I ain't right. gonna say not the kind of scam that people doing now, but you kind of cheating the system in a sense. But you just gotta do it the right way, man. Like for instance, even with the biblical thing, bro, I had to realize, bro, you're not just going to pray and that's it and feel like you're going to cultivate a relationship or any type of spiritual growth, bro. You got to kind of figure out what these scriptures mean. You feel what I'm saying? You got to understand, like I'm the type of person when I understand tithing, I made it my business to go look it up. When I understand, why are they naming out all these names in the Bible? This is boring. I went and looked it up. So just like that with anything, it ain't no shortcuts, bro. You cannot put on a, a headphone where the Bible is reading and, yeah. and think that you're going to wake up glorified. I mean, you might get you a little scripture, but it ain't going to work like that. Oh, just yeah. Like nah, no doubt. Go ahead. You got, you got to put some work in, man. Like, that's what I was saying earlier, too. Um, I had a professor, man, at West Georgia. Uh, I forgot his name. But he told us this. I can't remember what um, class it was or nothing. But he told us, look. I'm going to give y'all three tips. If you fail the first one, um, you need to get out of my class. But there was this one lady that was in the class. She was she was a religious person. She was a Christian. Yeah. So he's like, God got me. And he's like, yeah, God might do have me. However, <laughs> he also gives you wisdom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was, that's what people sometimes forget. They don't use that nigan. For that portion of the wisdom, right. so I'm a big, I'm a firm believer too, man, of the um, serenity prayer. Yes, that's, yes, that's what I about, man. So um, he's gonna give you. You have to ask him, though. Yeah, yeah. You gotta ask him, though. And and, and 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 man, yo, look, man, I was listening to that old Outcast song, which is now one of my favorite songs again, and it's called um. In due time. You remember what I'm talking about? Uh, see, just keep your faith in me and I will patiently get you where you need to be in due time. Man, you got to go listen to it. But anyway, that, yeah, bro, it's CeeLo and Outkast. In there, CeeLo has a part, part where he says, um, even though you pray the next day, you got to try. Can't wait for a man to come down out the sky. Oh, and wow. it's just like he just talking about like, you can't just be like, yo, God, I ain't got no house. Give me a house and then just sit yeah. still, bro. You might oh, have to walk yeah. to the store <laughs> so you can run into somebody yeah. who might have a house. You, you can't just sit still. He helps those who help themselves. And yeah. I think sometimes we treat God like a genie. And he yeah. don't like that. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just like, you can't just like, I... And I and I don't and I deal with grace when I see people do that. They'd be like, God got me. Or then, well, yeah, but you got to do something too, boy. You can't just be living in the sin and think yeah. that you know what I'm saying that's not true repentance, bro. Some yeah. people, so it's it's all a mental thing, bro. You got to always be aware of it because it's easy. Somebody was talking yesterday about the prayer that says, "I can do all things through God who strengthens me," right? Uh -huh. And a lot of people look at that like, "Yo, I want to go be a football player. I can do." That's not necessarily what it says. If you're going through a hard time, he will give you enough to get you through because people don't take the context of it. Peter was in jail when he was explaining that. And what he was explaining is even though I'm in jail, God gives me enough to still be able to spread the gospel and the word. So a lot of it be mental laziness. Bro. Exactly. Too, kind of like, okay, what I've been going through the last couple of weeks or whatever, just trials and tribulations. However, I wasn't sitting back waiting on God right. for to do nothing for me. I was, you can ask my mom, she was with me today, and I was emailing people. I'm on the phone right. with 
I was multitasking. Then they gave me a hard deadline by 12 a.m. today. I had to go drive downtown Atlanta and go take the money because they went. I couldn't get to work online. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Now, God just gave me the uh, got to get up and go. Can't right, wait. right. But and if you would have sat there, though, if yeah. you would have sat there, he gave you a way out, but you ain't do your part. Exactly, man. So you got to get out there and go get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so a lot of times, too, man, people will see um, the rewards, but they don't see the work. That's what I'm saying. They fall in love with the jerk. They fall in love with yeah. the coming out to work, bro. You got to fall in love with the work. I got four degrees. I know I'm skipping around a little bit. I got four college degrees. I don't really talk about it much. I never hang them up in my office, at, at, in my personal office, nor at the school. I never do it. You know what I mean? Every now and then, I just go put my hands on them, you know what I'm saying? But the thing about it is, man, people don't know what I went through to do it. But I mean, right. I'm not making myself small. People are like, I would put them up. But it, I haven't felt the need or the desire at this point to put them up. But it is because it's the reward. You you know what the work was. You feel me? People yeah. when they want you to just put them up on the wall, they like, oh, you just got some reward, bro. You had to. Yeah. I remember, bro. You you as 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 stir, stiff as you was, bro. You was very studious, bro. Like you wasn't playing no games, bro. Like yeah. you rough a dude up and then go do your homework, bro. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. So it's like you got to always still do the work. And I think that's important because nobody falls in love with the work. Bro, yeah. Steph Curry shoot 3,000 three-pointers a day. Yeah. You feel yeah. me? Like, it, not, don't, ain't nobody talking about that. Hey, it's so much stuff that I do on a, on a regular, man, like just to get just a little something. A lot of times they need no money. It just put myself in position to, to be successful. You know what I mean? And then, like, man, I get called, I get inboxed to the DMs or whatnot. And people be like, bro, just let me know what you want to do, man. I got you. Man. I got people really to get behind whatever I want to do, man. Imagine that, man. I got people willing to do anything I want to do if I, I say, yeah, that's what I want to do. I got major supporters, man. And I, everybody don't have that. So I'm blessed to have those type of people in my corner, you know. Um, and I want to say that. I think it's important that everybody hears that, bro. Um, You can't do this by yourself. I think we I think we got a mentality in this culture where it's like, I'm going to just do it by myself. I'm going to get it on my own. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You yeah. got to have some allies and you have to be aware of your allies and not be trying to alienate them, if that makes sense. I'm trying to say it in a, in a specific way. But just yeah. like he said, man, sometimes you got to do work to put yourself in a situation that might be a year away. Oh, you got to be forward to thinking, you know what I mean? And it all goes back into being, you can't be mentally lazy out here if you're trying to be accomplish something and get your goals done and, and carry yourself a certain way. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot be mentally lazy. No, you can't be lazy at all, man. And like, I, I, take, I take pride in that. I feel like I work harder than the average man. Like just, and you didn't even ask me, like I work at the school from, let's just say nine to four. At four thirty to six thirty, we doing track practice, and then I come straight from Henry County to my office and work sometimes at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night because it ain't gonna take care of itself. Right. You know I mean? And then I, I typically work seven days a week. Every now and then I work five or six, but typically it's gonna be seven. You know, and I have worked three, four months in a row with no days off. So, so let me, and, and I know I'm keeping you, but I want to ask you this because I think it's important people understand like diligence and discipline. Yeah. Do you think that you always had that in you or do you think you had to cultivate it some more to be able to do some of the more tedious uh, things you need to do that, that get tiring, bro, when you got that kind of schedule? Did you cultivate that over time or did you always have some of that in you? 
I've always had it in me, but have I yeah. always um, exemplified it? No, I haven't. You know, but um, motivation for me is weird, man. Uh, at West Georgia, had a professor told me um, I wasn't college material. Um, I've been told that I wasn't going to be this, I wouldn't be that in the business thing. You know, we're we approaching five years, man. So, you know, <laughs> I, it is what it is. So stuff like that get me going. It, it get me cranked. So that's why I, I'm where I am at this very moment because of naysayers. So I love to hear the negative um, talk. And, you know, there's other stuff. Sometimes people might like, where I'm from, it's a small town. Everybody know everybody. Right, and, right. And somebody might be like, um, Man, I forgot you did this day. And they may have, I don't know. But I just be looking at like, you know, I just I really feel like sometimes people don't want to necessarily see you be successful. Sometimes they don't, bro. And that's self whatever. But man, I get so much love and support from other people. Like I even got a um, call from a, a, um, one of my partners from West Georgia on yesterday. Like, man, I can't wait to support you, man. He was talking about doing stuff online. Man, it's just been mad love from you know real people, man. So like I'm 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 extremely thankful and grateful. And like then when I teach my class, I got a five star rating. Um, I get like mad reviews, you know what I mean? So it's like, man, I can't, man, I'm living in my purpose. You know what I mean? For sure. Thanks. I'm definitely living in my purpose. What's up, P Lock? I'm definitely living in my purpose, man. People um love the way that I teach, the way that I instruct. And that's better than the money. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the money is cool, but when somebody loves something that you do and then you love doing it. Man, yeah. that's like the ultimate compliment. It's a you know different I mean? feeling. So yeah, it's a great feeling, man. I'm like, golly, man. What's up, Rock? I can't believe that. You know, this is and you have to know my story, man. Knowing like and you didn't ask this though, man. High school, I called myself had quit, bro. You know what I'm saying? High what school, you mean, quit? High school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was on here right now, so you know I ain't lying. I had called myself quit high school. I like I ain't going back. You know what I mean? I was wilding a little bit. I had gotten into it with some of my teammates. I was slamming one of my teammates on his neck. Everybody knows the story. You know what I mean? I was wild, man. Like, straight up fool. You know, then one of my close partners got killed back in 99. And so that was, I was distraught. I was devastated behind that. And I was thinking I would be probably killed too because I didn't want nothing out of life. I didn't want to go yeah. to college. I had no desire to go to college or any of that stuff, man. You know what I mean? And so for me to be here, man, it's definitely got to be God, straight up. Tell man, me. we got it, man. There's so much more, Vay, and we definitely going to get you back because I think that's important, too, that people realize um, there's a difference between working a job and living in your purpose. Yeah. There is a difference. There yeah. is a difference, bro. You could be making a million dollars a year. Go ahead. I, I want to quit my job sometimes just because I want to do my business. I love my job, and I work with the kids and the adults. I'm a mental health wellness facilitator. And I work with both the children and the adults. And like they appreciate me so much. And they tell me they appreciate me, man, for just checking in on me. How you doing? And they can tell that it's genuine. You know, uh, and the kids, man, like they do whatever for me, man. Like if I don't come to school, man, they're like they just show out. You know, yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Mr. Walker, like, I mean, they be on it. So it's mad love, man, for them, man. And so it's deeper than the job for me, man. It's deeper than, you know just a paycheck, like, I feel like they're family, you know what I mean, straight up, so like, if I ever had to walk away from it, it's gonna be really difficult because of how much they they show that they appreciate me, and, and then on the other end, you know what I mean, I, I try to show it back, you know, um, and if anybody's listening, I always take up shoes for my students, because man, I have kids that really need stuff, and I try to provide it 
and it don't have to be brand new, but just gently warm. Man, yeah, pub it out, bro. And I'ma um commit as medicine ball, bro. I will do a shoe dress. Is it just shoes you take up? Yeah, typically just it like we wear uniforms, but we wear khaki and plain blue shirts or plain white or plain yellow. Yeah, so and it is all it's very a variety of sizes. So that's why people are like, what size? I'm like, man, in the world, we got kids who are 14 and men, 14, 15 and men, all the way down to probably like a three or four youth, you know what I mean? Or whatever, you know what I mean? So I can't really just tell you a particular size. But they they're always thankful for it, you know. I will get to um the the details that you can give me, and I like like doing stuff. I, I'll be saying stuff like this on the air because it'd be holding me accountable. But um, we're gonna definitely do that. Where can they find you, Vay? Anything if they need to reach out for your services or or, or your website, like let them know where, where they can find you. Because like, I have a feeling you're gonna have some. Um, we're working on some of that stuff right now. participating in family violence and other court order services, you know, so just give us a call and um, we'll definitely um, help you in whichever way we can. And even if we don't provide the service, um, I have some really good colleagues that can um, assist if necessary. Man, Vay, thank you. Mr. Vay, Tenacious Walker, man, I love you. I'm very, very proud of you, bro. I look online and I, I see the things that you're doing. It just does my heart so good knowing that I got to come into an organization with a with a solid, firm individual and man, bro. And I love you and I appreciate your time. We will definitely get you back. Uh, anything you want to say before we uh, clip this? Man, I did two things, man. Well, actually, a couple things, man. Go ahead, too, go ahead. I love you too, bro. And you know <laughs> it's the mob in here <laughs> all right we gonna get it ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna link all the of vay's information we will have them back this has been episode 515 with tenacity vay walker my bro much love medicine ball until next week y'all stay up yeah 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 yeah